Foreman Bullspin shot. Somebody get a medic. Somebody get a doctor. We need to take care of him. He's going to die. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. The well-roasted dusters, Belladora specifically, were informed of a labor dispute that had been going on for a couple of weeks in the roughs town of Morlane's Crook. The other reason is, I think, heavy embezzlement on Quince's part. And so I want to hit him where it hurts. In his pocketbook? I, I totally... <laughs> I totally just want to play Three Days Grace, Let's Start a Riot in the background, and start a riot. See, that was part of my idea. I would love to, like, start a riot at, like, the house or something while us three go burn down his storehouses. Oh my god, I love burning things down. (laughs) Should we gather some more information on the storehouses? Uh, there is a very small office, and it has a safe. Um, is there anything in the else in the office of note? Uh, there's a couple of papers on the table, uh, mostly missives coming from Elendel, um, talking about trying to get the trade routes open as quickly as possible, um, giving concessions that um, that Quince would be able to give the workers. Um, it mentions a coin purse that they sent along to try and meet some of those demands. Yeah, all of the planning's gone swimmingly so far. I just can't help but feel it's all gonna go biscuits up once we actually get this thing rolling. And it's in this moment of uh, poignant silence that a gunshot rings out, and suddenly uh, Foreman uh, Bolsk falls over, bleeding from the chest. Hold on, that was not part of the plan! That was not part of our plan! Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me we have the rest of the Lost Legends. I'm Lena, I play Belladora Wild. And I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Bowman. Alright, let's jump back in. Uh, you guys were in the middle of this uh, protest where Fullman, uh, Foreman Bolsk was supposed to meet with Fullman Quince, and suddenly a shot rang through the air, and Foreman Bolsk fell to the ground, blood spreading out across his shirt from his chest. Uh, as soon as you guys both turn your heads, you notice that Pinch is nowhere to be seen. Little bastard. There's, there's quite a lot of things going on right now. I don't know which one to focus on. Oh god, I think he's dead. Um I'm just hanging out. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna he tried to shoot me. I'm gonna run towards where the gentleman was shot. Save the foreman! Uh I'm gonna kind of like push my way through the crowd, and as I'm doing so, I'm going to start riding senses of outrage around me. Yeah, we okay. are three days gracing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give me an alamancy roll. Okay. That is... I know it's been so long you have to remember what those roles are. (laughs) How do you play this game? (laughs) Okay, that was nothing except for two nudges. Okay, you can spend those two nudges to re-roll all the rest of your dice. Alright. I love that roll. That was two threes and a nudge. It's a really nice house rule. I'm uh, glad I played that game at uh, Gen Con. Okay, uh, two threes is just enough. Um, I set the difficulty a little bit higher just because you're going to be moving through the crowd and you don't have the effect crowd stunt. And so, mm-hmm. um, but since you managed to get the threes, what ends up happening is that um, it's kind of like a wave where you start in the back of the crowd or wherever you were before. And as you slowly move forward, uh, while your alamancy stops affecting the people who were behind you, all it's really done is heightened their uh, their sense of outrage that was already there. And so they're staying at that heightened sense. And as you keep coming forward, it's like, a, oh, what's it called? A wick. Or not a wick, but um, a fuse uh, being lit at one end of the crowd. And it just keeps on building and building, hissing faster and faster until you get to the front 
where uh, the foreman has been shot, and behind you there is just chaos and noise as people are screaming and shouting and just losing their minds. I wish you could see just like the absolute smug satisfaction on my face right now. <laughs> Good thing you got those threes. Yeah. Uh, Finn's going to, Finn, as he's entering into the crowd, he's going to, he's going to kind of say, everyone out of the way, get out of the line of fire. Okay. And uh, there haven't been any shots since that first one was fired. But as soon as you say that, people do start to uh, disperse a little bit. Uh, but they're still just very, very angry. So it more what ends up happening is like there's just a little personal space bubble as they spread out a little bit instead of being so milled in close together. But I'd like to try to uh, get to the uh, gentleman who was shot and pull him. Can I tell where the shot was fired from? Give me a wits roll. Okay. Wits, wits, wits. I believe it's a four. It is. Okay. Twos. Uh, you have a general sense of where the direction is coming from, but you can't discern any possible points uh, specifically where the shooter might have been. Uh, you, you get the feeling that you you have two choices like with with what you've got, since you don't know where it would be, is you can head in that direction or you can abandon any idea that you'll find the shooter. I don't want to try to find the shooter. I'd like to try and uh, get to the person who was shot because I... Finn doesn't know he's dead. He's going to try and get him out of out of the danger zone, pretty much. Okay. Uh, Bella, why don't you give me a wits roll as well? Okay. I'm not a smart woman. Two twos. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. You, you get the impression that you know a general area where it might have been, but looking out across that direction, you can't pinpoint any specific location. So you, you've also got that same feeling where I can go now and possibly get, make this happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not terribly concerned about pursuing the shooter. Okay. Uh, what would you guys like to do next then? Uh, Finn, you're rushing up to him? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll probably just hang back and watch what Finn does. Okay, we'll get to Finn in just a moment. Um, Bella, as soon as Finn leaves to go up, uh, you feel like a tugging at your or a hand on your shoulder, and you look over to see Maxil, and he's got a very serious look on his face, and he says, "This, this is the time, right? This, we need to make this happen now, if it's ever going to happen." Uh, am I wrong? I mean, I think this is as good a time as any. All right, my boys are ready. We're going to get this crowd, get them moving. Uh, where, where do you want us? I think it'd be a pretty prime idea to storm. Uh, Fulman Quince's house? Uh, so, um, yeah, he, he nods and he disappears back into the crowd. And, uh, at the very edges of your hearing, above all of the noise of, and shouts of anger, you hear, um, you hear Maxwell and a couple of other people calling for attention. Uh, and you look over and you see people just kind of tossing pieces of paper into the air across the crowd in large stacks that they flutter up. Um, and some people grabbing them and then a little quiet going over that group as they read over it. And then their shouts start again, angrier and louder. Um, as loud as any of the people who had been affected by your allomancy, since this group was too far away to be affected by that. Yes, good. good. Excellent. Good. good. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, Finn, uh, you run up and uh, lean over. There's a couple of people leaning over Foreman Bolsk, but uh, he's actually up in a seated position right now. Uh, although he's covered in blood, um, he's taken his shirt off and he's got a knife out that he's pushing to his chest. Uh, and over the next couple seconds, you watch, watch as he uh, fishes around until you hear a metallic tink and he kind of flicks the knife and a bullet falls out and the wound closes back up. Well, that's quite a handy trick. Uh, are you saying that just in general or specifically to him? Because you're kind of like at the edge of a crowd. Or I am. I am. I am saying that in general. Okay, uh, is are you going to do anything with him, with the crowd here? 
Uh, you know what? Um, I I think Finn would just kind of be like, okay, he was coming to like get this dude to safety, and he's fine. So Finn's gonna be a little bit dumbfounded at the moment because <laughs> he was he was focused on just getting people to safety at first, and now he's just like, well, what the hell was I doing? Hmm. Um. You know what? I will jump kind of into the action and. Rush to Quince's, oh, no, not Quince, uh, Bolsk's aid, and uh, just kind of, like, rush over and be like, oh, darling, how are you doing? Are you okay? Where did they shoot you? Okay, um, as as you're running up, um, he's kind of getting into his feet, and you, uh, I imagine, like, you put a hand on his arm or something uh, similar to that, um, and as soon as you do... You see Fullman Quince storming up, and he looks very enraged, and he pushes a finger into Bolsk's chest, almost where the bullet wound was. And he says to him, how dare you? What are you playing at? You set me up. That shooter was obviously aiming for me, and you wouldn't have put yourself in danger, any danger that you couldn't heal from. So what gives here? Uh, darling, just throwing this out here, but, uh... You weren't the one who got shot, so I don't think you have much room to talk here. The only reason I didn't get shot was because he hired a lousy shot to kill me. I'm really struggling to see your logic here. Well, I didn't order a shooter on him, so what else could a possible explanation could there be? And what reason do we have to believe you? I don't have to explain myself, but... Needless to say, this man will be prosecuted and will face the full extent of Ellendale law. I'm going to kind of... Walks... uh, uh, Go ahead, Zach. I would like to, uh, as he's he's saying this, I'm going to kind of... I'd like to kind of put my arm on his shoulder and it's like, well, maybe your mob connections decided to do the dirty work for you without your permission. Um, give me a, oh, I'm not sure if this would be influence or charm. Uh, since I'm already, if, if I'm trying rioting. to, in, if I'm trying to intimidate him in the process, could I make that a physique roll? Uh, if you make it a physique roll, I'm going to give you a negative one die penalty. I'm okay with that. I was also going to see if I could riot his, uh, fear as Finn is talking yeah, give me a riding roll. Alright. Do you want me to make my roll as well? Uh, let me double check your traits. Um, I know that you did a lot to make it so that way your character wasn't intimidating, so I want to make sure that you're not, um, that you're getting all of the detractions for that. Gotcha. Two threes and a nudge. Okay, yeah, he'll get, uh, go ahead and make it an even roll then for the, um, because I'm not remembering, I thought it was unassuming muscle was one of them. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, that's my character concept. That's my character concept. Okay. Oh, the feature is stronger than you look. Uh, I would still think that that, like, since a lot of your fear would come from looking strong, that that would be negative. But with the riding roll, it it cancels that out anyway. Instead of putting my arm on his shoulder, could I put my hand on his shoulder and kind of give him a sense of how strong I actually am. Uh, Go ahead and burn 10 charges, and I'll allow that. Okay. And then you can make this roll at plus one for the rioting. Thank you, sir. Uh, That is twos and a nudge. Okay, let me roll his spirit. Uh, he got a pair of threes. Ah. He, uh, he uh, gives a short little whistle, and uh, you feel an immense hand on your shoulder, and it squeezes. Uh, go ahead and give me a spirit roll. Yeah, that's nothing. Okay, uh, you you feel a sharp spike of adrenaline shoot through you. And as you turn your head to look at this hand that's on you, you see very, very large blue fingers. And as you follow the hand up, you see the suit. And then you see the very large coloss 
that is standing behind you with a hand on your shoulder. Oh, well, uh, top of the morning to you. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, oh, not much of a talker, eh? No touch. Uh, no touch. No touch. I, I got I got that. I got that just fine. Uh, could you could you also no touch? Um, he slides you over a little bit before letting go. Right. Ah. Uh, well. <laughs> oh. That did not go quite as planned. Uh, I think at this point, Fullman Quince is going to uh, walk a step up next to the Coloss and kind of follow directly behind him as he pushes his way through the crowd and towards the direction of his manor. Um, and then uh, let me do a roll, influence roll for Maxel. Uh, you see an incredibly large crowd of people start to follow. Uh, Fullman Quince as he leaves. Just pretty much everybody in the area. Well, Finn, I think that's our cue. Definitely, Bella. Looks like we've got a riot. Honey, with me on your team, you've always got a riot on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) I should have seen that coming. That's the better episode title. Well, I try. That's what I'm going to put. Okay, well, I think we uh, we skedaddle on over to the... Warehouse. Warehouse. uh, Warehouse. Warehouse. (laughs) Warehouse. Uh, You guys head over there. Uh, you, you, uh, You take it a little bit slower, just because you want to give time for it to work the way it's supposed to. And sure enough, by the time you get there, um, there's been you, somebody who's in uh, the uniform of the guard that's been patrolling in the name of uh, Fullman Quince runs past you. And about the time that you're getting close to the warehouse, uh, you see the same man running the other way. And he's got uh, five or six people following behind him. And so you see down at the warehouse that there is just one uh, guard sitting at the front of the door. Um, Just a quick reminder. Did I... Uh, when I was searching the warehouse previously, I know I looked, I'm pretty sure I looked for one, but did I actually find an, uh, an easier entrance into the warehouse? I feel like there was another entrance. I, I can't say if it was easier, but, oh, hello. My cat is screaming. (laughs) That is awful. Oh my God. (laughs) She's just very sad. She's very lonely, and she has the object permanence of a baby. <laughs> yeah, she usually does that yowl whenever um, like she's realized that nobody is paying her immediate attention. Oh, no. There it is again. Um, but, like, she's fed, she's had her treats and everything. She should be fine. She's just a drama queen. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> Please. I never get offended when I hear animals in other people's podcasts, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, to reiterate what I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Um, I'm pretty sure that there was another entrance that we found, or that Finn found. Not necessarily easier, like it was probably through a window or something, but um, I'm pretty sure he didn't just walk through the front door. Or wait, no, I did, maybe he I did, did just, because I he was did just, unassuming. I did just walk through the yeah, front yeah. door. Yeah, played into that where he's he fits right in. Yeah, well, forget everything I just said. Maybe he didn't. Okay, find I'll just entrance. I'll just play into it again if I can. <laughs> um, so there, let's say that there are two entrances. There would be the front door where um, this guy's guarding. I mean, not necessarily like the quote unquote front door, but like the the main employee entrance. And then there would also be the large doors out by the canals where you would load in the cargo off the boats. Would you say they normally require multiple men to open and that's why they're not guarded right now? Uh, Yes, I would say that a normal person would not be able to open them without help. And so I'd like to open them. No reason to guard them. Without help. Normal person. Yep, I'd like to open them, please. (laughs) Uh, How many dice do you want to use or do you just want to roll for it? 
I'd like to roll for it. Okay, difficulty is going to be pretty high. Okay. Okay, that is fours with a nudge. Fours does it. Uh, you uh, kind of walk up to it and crack your knuckles. Uh, or, or would you like to describe the scene? Well, you started it off beautifully. Uh, so I'm going to crack my knuckles. Ugh. Do a little bit of stretching beforehand. And I'm going to put both of my hands on, on the door, try and make a little bit of a lip. And just kind of... And I'm making that sound as the door is making that sound. Okay. Come on, darling, we don't have all day. Oh, do you bloody want to do this? No, I might break a nail. Are you kidding me? This Rustin door is huge. It's not It's not that easy, even for me. I mean, you were the one with this bright idea. I was just going to run over to those solitary guy working the front. Just, just, just shut up. And just I've almost got it. I've almost got like it. Ah! A fire or something. The door's open. Oh, so it is. Good job, Finn. And I pat him on the side of the face. And I'm going to say that it's less that the door is open, and it's more that you've bent because it bent the metal inward enough that there is now a human-shaped opening in the door. <laughs> I'll the dig next it. twist I... in the Finn versus Door saga: he puts a door <laughs> in a door. Uh, so, uh, first things first. Once we're in the warehouse, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to get a look at that safe that I found earlier but didn't have the chance to actually uh, peruse the contents. Okay. Uh, how are you planning on getting inside the safe? By breaking the door. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one is going to require charges and a roll. Yes. Uh, let's make it three charges. Um, you can spend above or 30 charges and you can spend above that to get extra dice if you uh, want to. I'll get myself at one extra dice using 40 charges. All right. Uh, difficulty is at two. Uh, that's fives and a nudge. Uh, yeah, after the strain that was the door, uh, you know, you kind of had your, your pre-workout warm-up, um, and you put one hand on top of the safe and press down, and it sinks the safe into the floor. And then you put another one on the handle, and you just give one swift tug, and it kind of makes a small furrow in the uh, floor before it finally catches, and then the door just pulls off in your hand, and the safe is open. Huh. I wouldn't have thought that one would be easier. Well, when you use magic, everything's easier. All right, what's in the safe? Uh, inside, you find uh, large amounts of money. Um, there's more of those letters that you found detailing how he had been authorized uh, to pay out money uh, or pay out money and reparations and improve things and how uh, it, it's a more complete detailing of the cliff notes you had uh, showing how corrupt that this guy was and how they could have been given everything they were asking for, but he just wasn't going to do it because of pressure from the mob. And at the very bottom of um, one of the letters, which is from the mob, detailing specifically what he was allowed to give and what he wasn't uh, in opposition to what he had gotten from Elendel, uh, it's marked with a uh, C that's been stylized to look like a crescent moon. Hmm. Does that does that mean anything as far as was that be something either of us would recognize as being as having some kind of symbol of significance like being connected to a specific person? No, it it has no meaning to either of you. Yet. Yet. <laughs> At this juncture, I would like to note that Bella is very casually stuffing her bustle with bundles of money. Okay, uh, go ahead and put your uh, put a negative one for your resource. Sweet. And um, I, I, I'm just gonna look to I'm just gonna look to Bella. Um, well, looks like we're getting paid for this job. <laughs> looks like it. 
Uh, is there um, anything else that you guys wanted to do around the warehouse? Is there any other point of interest besides the safe? Otherwise, uh, we're just going to torch it. Um, there's various goods inside of the warehouse, um, whatever was left in there when the strike started. Um, and a short distance away are where the boats would normally be unpacking. You see that those are all full of cargo waiting to go into the warehouse. Um, it, it's various things. You know, sometimes it's just raw materials sent back for refinement. Um, you notice in one area there was a uh, shipment of food that started to rot because it's been there for so long. Um, and just all sorts of goods, you know, think Amazon uh, warehouse inside of here. Anything useful? Uh, what are you looking for? Um, anything explosive G- or that can be sold uh, give me for large roll. amounts of money. <laughs> oh, God. Nope, not a thing. Uh, no, you you think that you might have found possibly like a couple of base ingredients for gunpowder, but nothing that would be particularly valuable or explos- immediately explosive. Okay, fair it, enough. Is there a collection of, say, rarer... Is there anything that would distinguish it as like a more prominent good section as far as uh, like luxury items or equipment? Uh, give me a wits roll. Add plus one for being a dock worker. Heck yeah. Oh, that one's cocked. Uh, that's nothing. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense. The organization is uh, by destination and not by uh, specific like good type, so you can't make tail- you- heads or tails of where things might be. I'm a little bit disappointed. This is the first time I've failed two rolls. <laughs> Womp womp. And Bella already took all the money. Um, I know. Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, let's torch it. Let's torch it. I have a really good idea for what to do with that poor fella up front. Knock him out or blow him up? Because you could go either oh, way. No, I was just, I was just thinking about how funny it would be to just like pop the front door open and then poke my head out holding a stick of dynamite. <laughs> you, is is the fuse lit while you're doing this? I mean, well, I was gonna hold a, like a match close to it, but I don't really want to hold a lit stick of dynamite before I'm ready to throw it. You know. Where's Pinch? Well, we yeah, that that would be. <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah, where's Pinch? That would be smart, but um, okay, whatever you want to do with the guard. I mean, it's. He, I mean, he's just probably following orders like I everyone else. I just really want to see the. But look if on you his want face. to mess with him a bit, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. All right, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a charm roll. Add one for your beguiling smile. Okay, how many dice is that? Oh my god, I wish I could count. Oh, that was one fewer than I was gonna roll, or one more than I was gonna roll. Um, that is unfortunate. Two ones and three nudges. That's good enough. I mean, when you're holding the stick of dynamite, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Uh, go ahead and describe this scene and embellish as much as you want because those three nudges give you complete freedom. Okay. So what I'm planning on doing is just creaking the front door open and peeking my head out just real sweet-like and like holding my stick of dynamite up and my match just so that I'm primed and ready to light the fuse and I'm going to give him just the most angelic smile that I can possibly muster. <laughs> and then say, Hey, hun, if I were you, I would start running right about now. <laughs> he is gone in an instant. You see his eyes widen. 
a quick dart from left to right uh, and back uh, uh, left again as it goes from the match to the dynamite back to your face and then just quick as he can flying down the the path. Okay, I'll go back to Finn and be like, all right, he's gone now. Okay, now it's my turn to embellish something crazy. What if we lit the stick of dynamite, like our sticks of dynamite, lit them, and threw them in, and then walked away from the warehouse without looking back as everything explodes? Hell yeah. I mean, I thought that was implied. You can't imply narration, Trevor. <laughs> well, take it away, Zach. <laughs> okay, so uh, while Bella's having her fun, her fun with the guard, uh, Finn is messing around with the dynamite, trying to find the best possible place to put it. He finds, uh, I'm guessing uh, there are like support beams for the structure of the warehouse themselves. Yeah. What he'd like to do is he'd like to, um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to fasten uh, uh, fasten a stick of dynamite to those support beams, um, if I could, uh, before lighting it. Yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, you've and got then a stick she... of dynamite, you've already cleared out the warehouse, you got all the time in the world. Okay, stick of dynamite, put it up. Uh, Bella comes in with her stick of dynamite after she's messing with the guard. We do the same thing to a different support beam. Uh, we each separately light our uh, light our separate collections of dynamite, and then we leave out that big door that I made. Okay, um, that is heading and towards the uh, river, though. That is head. Okay, so, so we'll it, just go it, out. It'll the, be in the opposite the direction of where the rest of the action action is going. Never mind. Then we'll just go out the door that she already just okay. cleared out. And then we'll put on our sunglasses as the warehouse explodes behind us. I'm sorry, but Bella is the only one with formal wear in her uh, equipment, so. Okay, I'll just tip my hat down so you can't see my eyes. (laughs) Perfect. Make it the album cover. I love it. Any fans out there who are pretty good at drawing, I'm just saying this is a perfect scene to illustrate. (laughs) Just saying. you uh, You guys walk out the door. Casually, uh, Bella, you pull out a pair of glasses that are darkly tinted, put them on your face just as Finn pulls the cap down over his eyes, and then there's a freeze frame as the building explodes behind you in a jet of flame. Yes! Where would you like to go from here? Well, we've started a riot. We've blown up, we've blown up a warehouse that's crippling their operations. Hmm. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Finn. Right now, I could really go for a drink. Bar? Bar it is. Bar. <laughs> okay. Um, you show up to the uh, bar where uh, you've met with Maxwell uh, just a couple days before. I, I don't remember exactly how long it was. Uh, but there is actually nobody inside, um, although the door is unlocked and you're able to get in easily. No bartender? Okay. <laughs> No, he, they, everybody's been caught up in the riot. I help I'm myself gonna, to the I, bar. I am going <laughs> to jump over the bar and slide over it, uh, slide over it like Starsky and Hutch style. Okay. Our city now. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell knew your price when he called you. <laughs> And I am going to attempt to flare bartend myself a drink. <laughs> okay. Yep. Give me a physique roll. That's threes and a nudge. Um, Bella, give me a spirit roll. <laughs> All right. Give me what says. Two fours, baby. Uh, Finn does a very passable job of flair bartending. Bella is still not impressed. <laughs> is she impressed by anything? Obviously not. I mean, she pulled two fours on a roll of two dice. What do you say we uh, find a prime seat outside and watch just everything burn as oh. we enjoy our drinks? Oh, darling. You're reading my mind. Let's do it. 
All right, so you guys leave the bar. Um, I imagine you take one for the road. Seems like the the right mood for that. We take several mm-hmm. for the road. All right, um, you guys head up the path, and uh, you see outside of the gates uh, where the the mob has been just angrily like assaulting the walls. Um, and you've seen a couple. You see a couple of pillars of smoke rising from inside of the grounds, not from the manor itself, but just where people have uh, thrown things that have been on fire over the walls that they can't get in. At the very front of the gate, um, on either side, you see Foreman Bolsk, who is um, clinging to the top of the gate. Uh, he he's got an arm outstretched with a pitchfork in it, and he is yelling angrily, obviously given himself over to the mood of the night, uh, trying to encourage everyone to act and stop the craziness that has overtaken their livelihood. Um, on the other side of the gate, you see that same Kolos with his arms crossed and an angry look on his face. But he's he for other than that, he looks perfectly placid and unmoving. And uh, he, you, you kind of get the impression that they are able to get over the wall if they want to, but as angry as everyone is, they just don't want to. Hmm. They're, they're angry. So they don't want to go over the wall. Well, it's they're They're angry enough that they would, but they're with, with Mr. Friendly on the other side of the gate. Nobody has gotten it. Oh, gotcha. To actually start the assault on the house. Gotcha. Come on, people. He's one guy. I mean, we did our job. What's... Oh, come on. Do we have to start this, too? <sighs> well, there's still plenty of liquor left back in the bar. We could set some more fires. Whatever happened to those Molotov cocktails? I think Pinch took them. Oh. Where did he get to? Well, I don't know... Where does he go at any point in time? That's valid. Um, you know what? I I am uh, I am imbibed with liquid courage at this point. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the crowd, jump over the wall, and open the gate. Actually, okay. no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk up to the gate and open it. Okay. Um, do you want to roll for it or do you want to spend uh, 20 charges? Uh, let's roll for it. And I'm going to kind of grumble as I'm doing it. Like, you call yourselves rioters? Look at you just standing outside the gates. Here, let me help you a little bit. And that is fours and two nudges. Uh, as you start to pull the gate open, a hand reaches forward and grabs either side of the gate and squeezes. And as hard as you pull, you do not feel it budge. Can I punch the Coloss hands and yell no touching? Um, yeah, give me a roll of a physique roll. Add one for your specialty being close quarters combat. Okay, and I'm adding some charges to this. How many would you like to add? I would like to add 20. So that is nine dice. Yep, that's fives and a nudge. He got fives and two nudges. (laughs) So what's going to happen is you're going to punch his hand and he will release... Uh, and the gate opens, but it's just wide enough for his other hand to snake out and punch you right in the chest. And it sends you backwards and it bowls over about half a dozen people behind you. Uh, because of your armor, you're not going to take any damage, but he then reaches forward and grabs the gate and pulls it close again. Oh, come out here, you blue-blooded, rusted And... Finn is just going to go on a tirade and <laughs> just get himself riled up because that just happened and it was embarrassing. <laughs> is Bella allowed to step in at this point? Sure. All right. So all of this talk about riling people up and rioting has, uh, well, it it's point taken. 
basically. So she's going to grab as much liquor as she can, as many bottles as she can possibly hold, and stash in her bustle. And she's going to start going through the crowd and handing them out, telling people that they can use this either as courage or as gasoline, whatever their preference. And um, then she's just going to fling a bottle at the Coloss guy. All right, give me another charm roll plus one. Okay. And that's for the skillful manipulator. Plus one. Man, that roll really grinds my gears. <laughs> that is two fours and an edge. Yeah, sorry, Zach, but it's hard to go up against a Coloss with physique and win. I mean, yeah. you, did, you did outdice him with that. His physique is eight, but... Okay, uh, so Bella, you're handing these bottles out, and as you're saying this, um, pass it to one, and you say liquid courage, and he takes it and immediately starts drinking it, and you pass it to another, and you say, it comes in handy in a fight, and um, he rips a piece of his shirt off and stuffs it down the um, the, the neck of the, uh, of the uh, what's it called, a bottle. A bo- the neck of the bottle. How did I remember a neck, but not bottle? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, and he, uh, he grabs a torch from somebody next to him and he starts to light that and you go around this mob and you're kind of the anti-Wayne bartender. Uh, whereas he in Shadows of Self was going around mixing people's drinks, trying to help relieve the stress just a little bit and diffuse the situation. I you love are that doing scene, the by the way. Exact opposite. You are going around and you are bringing everyone into just a firestorm of a fervor. Uh, people are, are just downing these bottles before throwing them at the, the, uh, gate where they shatter against it. Um, your bottle's the first one to hit it and it splatters with, uh, all of the liquor right into his face and soaks through his tuxedo. Uh, but he still stands there placidly. But within just a couple of minutes after that, people start climbing up the walls and start rushing, uh, as quickly as they can towards the manor. And that's when you guys notice the plume of smoke coming from the manor and you start to see the lights flickering in the windows as the manor slowly catches more and more on fire. That's my boy! Yes! Now this is the anarchy Uh, we were looking for. behind him and he sees the manor on fire and he looks around and he looks down at his... um, his suit that's now covered in liquor. And he almost like, he looks more human than you've seen him at any other point as you see him sigh. And then he, he starts to walk off. Um, unless you guys want to do anything, he's just going to start to leave. <laughs> I'm okay with him going. <laughs> he's been rolling better than me. He is. <laughs> I don't know. He's been rolling better than you. Maybe, I, maybe I'm looking for a replacement. All I'm saying is he's, he's a little more flammable right now than he normally is. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll yeah, let him I'm, go. I'm, if he's if he's walking off, I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, so how I see the rest of the the scene playing out um, is Bella saved back the best bottle of liquor that she could find. Um, and you two go and find a nice cozy spot where you get to watch the fire in two different areas. Uh, and, um, as the night goes on, um, the manor is just burned to the ground, nothing but ashes. And the crowds have gone and swept over every single building that wasn't privately owned, that wasn't one of their own, um, and picked everything clean. And there was a second warehouse and they broke into that and they stole everything from the warehouse and distributed amongst themselves. And uh, come morning time, uh, the town is – it looks like it's a complete disaster. But you can see looking over it that none of the people's houses themselves have been destroyed and none of the, the public areas where it would have been beneficial to them, like the public parks or anything like that. All of those areas have been completely left untouched, but the, the areas where the corruption had been taken is just completely wiped out. But. Yeah. Well, Finn, is this quite what you had in mind? 
Well, it's pretty close, actually, yeah. Is it really? I thought that you wouldn't be quite down for all of this wanton destruction. Eh, sometimes wanton destruction is warranted. Well, I can definitely see the appeal in that. And then there was a but. But, when morning comes, there is still no sign of pinch. (sighs) Where did that boy get off to? Should we just leave him? That's your call. Well, I mean, he just started following me around. If he's seen fit to go off, follow some other person around, then that's no skin off my back. Uh, It has been awfully quiet. It has. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Bella is stone cold. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, after uh, you guys get around in the morning um, and come out, uh, Maxwell comes up to you and he's got a big smile on his face. um, And he he got he I don't know what uh, level of familiarity you had with him, but I imagine either like a a pat on the shoulder or a hug, whatever. whatever the relationship was before that let you guys had gotten to. Um, he, he gives you that and he uh, turns to Finn and he nods his appreciation towards Finn. Uh, and he, uh, he basically just tells you that it was complete success and that it's everything that he had hoped for. Well, if you ever need somebody to call on for explosions and utter chaos, you know who to come to. Just don't let the rest of this go to flames. You still have a business to run, you hear? We've still got the one warehouse, so I think we can make it work. But with uh, all of the evidence that you provided us, we're going to get Fullman Quince ousted, and maybe we can get some real leadership here. Maybe we can get Foreman, uh, Foreman Bolsk to take it over, you know, with somebody who actually knows what it's like to be one of us. I feel like he'd be just the man for the job, Maxwell. And not very easy to assassinate either, so that's a plus. Couldn't have worked out better for us, that's for sure. Still don't know who tried to shoot him, though. So that wasn't you guys? No, that was not us. Maybe it was well. Pinch. <laughs> <laughs> Pinch was standing next to you at the time that it happened. Semantics. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad that it wasn't you guys, because... I, I don't know, I just had this thought, but then I didn't think that how you would have known he was a blood maker, and so I, I'm just I'm just relieved. I mean, it, it's a pity that we weren't able to catch them, but everything else went off just just perfectly. I, there's no way that Ellendale can ignore this now. Absolutely. Now I've just got this conspiracy theory running through my head that Pinch did in fact become a god and went back in time to instigate that. <laughs> <laughs> Pinch was not the shooter. Let me shoot that one down right here, right now. Pinch was not the shooter. I had no choice in the, that happening. So, if, if, if folks at home, if you'd like to know who the shooter was, go out and purchase a uh, Mistborn adventure game Masks of the Past supplement from Crafty Games. But we all know that it was Pinch. <laughs> it's all right, Trevor, we know. It's too late. It's too late. It's in the head cannon. <laughs> And I think that's where we're going to call it for tonight. Bye. Bye-bye. A couple quick announcements before we leave you guys tonight. Uh, the Crafty Games Mistborn Metal Alamancy Dice Kickstarter is nearing its end. They have unlocked three of their stretch goals so far. And so on top of getting the Mistborn Metal Alamancy Dice, you also get a set of Alloy of Law Dice and Ferrochemical Dice. And if they meet their final stretch goal, you'll also get a set of Hemallergy Dice. And so that'll be 80 dice instead of uh, the 60 that you're getting right now. Um, it is a little bit expensive, but, you know, at least go check it out. Take a look at how well made these dice are. I got to hold them at Gen Con. They sent me a couple of the dice uh, that were factory previews. And so, you know, just rolling these dice is a pure joy. I'm, I'm so tempted myself to splurge the money and get them. 
Uh, you know, so just at least go online and take a look at the pretty, pretty dice because they did such a great job on this. Uh, it is ending soon, very soon. So if you are interested, you do have the money for that. I would suggest making a look sooner rather than later. Uh, the other announcement I want to make is that we are going to be taking a two week break when we would normally drop our next episode on December 26th. Uh, I have actually gotten permission from Anthony, the DM over at the Adventure Incorporated uh, D&D podcast, to instead guest host the Patreon episode that I was a part of for Adventure Incorporated here on our feed. I'm very happy to be able to bring you this episode. Uh, I think that the guys over at Adventure Incorporated are absolutely wonderful. Uh, they're, they're so much fun. I listen to them every week as soon as I can when the podcast comes out. They're my favorite podcast to look forward to. And we're going to be having Anthony on the show as soon as we can get schedules aligned and find a good time to do a one-shot or something else like that. Uh, we've got a lot of other great plans in store for the podcast in the future. Um, you know, we've really had so much fun uh, doing this. Uh, and you know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in every week. We're really happy to see that so many people are enjoying us. And if you do enjoy us, you know, spread the word. Leave us a review on the podcast uh, provider of your choice. And, or, uh, you know, shoot us an email. Come join us on the Discord. We'd love to talk to you about the show, talk to you about Brandon Sanderson. You know, we've got our own little sub creme uh, posting thread on the Discord where I share silly Brandon Sanderson memes that I come across. And we have a lot of fun there. So uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll have that special guest episode from Adventure Incorporated. And then uh, we'll be back again with our regular episodes in 2020. So uh, we'll see you next year. And until then, happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. <laughs> Sounds like she it was just it was just you've been talking though. about it the entire you've been talking about it the entire time we've been recording, and this is the first time I've heard it. Yeah, she's been pretty like, well behaved so far, but like I couldn't even imagine that sound. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to make really great post-episode material. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness.